How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Emerald City Hockey's Playoff Postgame Live, presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall, a place where lots of interesting things were happening during this game. Potentially more interesting than what happened during the game itself. Uh, Bowie made an appearance. RJ made an appearance. All good stuff there. Uh, the game, RJ, not so much. One of us broke a window. Guess which one it was. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not important who. Uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we could leave it at that. No, um, yeah, it's uh, this. This was this was a, a kind of a brutal game, RJ. Not gonna lie, wasn't expecting it. Uh, the Kraken. I was really like totally getting on board with the Kraken. That first game in this series answered a lot of questions for me. I was totally feeling it, and then this happened. Yeah, this game brought a lot of those questions, a lot of those doubts back. Um, I mean, the Stars got their swagger back in this one. And it's tough because I felt like the Kraken played a pretty good road period, first period. The last five minutes were a little scary. But otherwise, you know, they were just defending really well. They didn't generate a whole lot offensively. But I'm like, okay, this is fine. Just bump it to the second period, make it a 40-minute game. But it that second period, it all really unraveled for them. And I mean, the Kraken just ended up being dominated in this one. Yeah, now it's not all doom and gloom. You still split games one and two in Dallas. That's very important. Uh, I think it would matter for maybe other teams more than the Kraken, just given the Kraken's <laughs> home record. But hey, this is the same situation that we found ourselves in the first series against Colorado. You split on the road, then all you have to do is split at home, and then you get back to a best of two, best of three series with two games on the road. That's kind of right where the Kraken want to be. Um, it worked out perfectly for them during that Colorado series. And hey, we saw the Kraken place two, especially two really bad games in that Colorado series and bounce back immediately for the next game, both in games three and in game six of that Colorado series. Kraken looked basically as bad as they look tonight, where it was just couldn't win a face-off, couldn't win a board battle, couldn't get the puck out of your zone, just couldn't clear a rebound, defensemen are all over the place. You had all of those same issues in that Colorado series, but every single time the Kraken were able to respond, I don't see a reason why they're not going to be able to for game three in this one either. Yeah, I would expect a big response from them. And um, looking in chat real quick, just like the, the day of rest, I see people saying the extra day off will do a lot of good. Uh, and I think it will. I think you started to see some more exhaustion. You saw it in the third period of game one. I think you started to see it around the second period of this game. And the Kraken, yeah, they've been in a really tough schedule here. Lots and lots of ice time for everybody in the last like, couple weeks. I think you see that in the ice time for this game where Adam Larson topping out at 22 minutes. Like, I think Haxall just felt like I can't load these guys up like I normally do. They just can't handle it. Yeah, and I think nobody kind of showed signs of that more than maybe Philip Grubauer. Uh, this may be the shakiest game that we've seen from him all playoffs. The rebounds were an issue, but that's not, you know, anything crazy or overly worrisome. What worries me, RJ, is like if you look at the Donov goal, he doesn't know where his post is. He slides back to to square up to his post and instead he ends up straddling it because he just totally he didn't know where he was and it allows the wraparound to go in. I have issues with the way the D played that too cuz let's say he did save that wraparound, Jamie Ben shouldn't be able to just walk in and clean up like that. Uh but I'll get to the defense in a little bit. Uh I just thought that this was this was the first time all playoffs where Philip Grubauer looked like his fundamentals were shaky. And I think that that's a little worrisome, but at the same time, it makes sense. He's just played, you know, this was what his, his ninth game in a row with only one day off in between all of those. So it kind of makes sense. 
Yeah, I don't believe he did that at any point during the regular season. At least he certainly shouldn't have. If Haxtell's being smart about it, this is a different situation where you play your starter every time. This is what you're supposed to do in the playoffs. But yeah, Grubauer looked a little bit fatigued in this one. Didn't quite look like himself. I, I will say, I mean, <laughs> on aggregate, you look at the stars and I, I think he's still, you, you look at the goals saved above expected for this game. Um, yeah. And I think the, the Kraken gave up so much offense that, uh, you know, his, his numbers still ended up looking pretty good. Let's see. Yeah. 1.3 goals saved above expected still uh, mm-hmm. while allowing four goals against, but still, yeah, didn't, didn't quite look like himself. And I, I'd expect a bounce back from him too in game three. Oh yeah. I, I, I think we're due for one as well. Uh, Duthin here with the super chat. Appreciate it, Duthin, especially after a game like this. Uh, penalties hurt us tonight, but we've beat these guys before. I hope McCann and Berkey are doing well and will come out crisp in game three um yeah so penalties rj one of the things that was had me feeling so good about this series was the fact that the kraken looked so solid on the pk and you know what they started off that way in this one but the bottom line was the kraken just kept taking penalties and i know the pk is doing fantastic jay leach has those guys playing good the stars look very confused on the penalty kill i'll get to that in a sec i'll let you talk first um but the bottom line is you can't keep giving them power plays like at some point they will score and that's what happened right as as good as your PK is, you are playing with fire every time you put that team on the power play. And maybe they don't even score on the power play itself. You know, they had one that was right after Carson Soucy got out of the box. But what bothered me about those, because if you're taking penalties, you know, if you're kind of hemmed in your own zone and you you have to hook someone who's going to the net or whatever, that's fine. I can live with that. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're supposed to do. But these were undisciplined penalties, unforced errors. And, and that's where I've got a real problem with it and something they absolutely need to clean up. Maybe that's a sign of fatigue. Maybe that was a sign of some frustration there. But like you look at the first penalty, Carson Soucy. I mean, that's just an unforced error flipping that puck up. Yep. Like it's tough. You know, you don't, he's not trying to do that. Yeah. The second one bothers me because yes, you've got the whole dive situation with March, but you could talk about the refs. But Susie, you cannot go back and just spear him after that. Like that, that deserved to be a penalty. Yeah. And you, you just you take a number and you skate away. You can't yep. afford to put your team down like that. That was a huge goal in that game. And I don't want to get back on Carson Soucy about like the lack of discipline thing. Like I, he did a really good job kind of putting that behind him in the second half of the season, but it, it showed up again tonight. And then Will Borgen, of course, kind of, you know, wrangling uh, Dodonov there, you know, another undisciplined penalty that leads to a goal against. So you just can't be doing that stuff. No, you can't. You can't do those. The Soucy the one is rough because you're right. He had he, this was an issue that we talked about back in like December. And then we didn't have to talk about it again, really, the rest of the year. And that was awesome. Like, we were all so happy about that. Uh, but this is one where it's like, yeah, I mean, you just you can't do that. You can't do that in the regular season. You can't do that in the playoffs. You can't do that ever. It just it. I don't get it. And plead your case to the refs about him going down easy. They were obviously open to that because they ended up calling embellishment on Marchment. Like it was there. Uh, I just. Yeah, you, you just can, you can never afford to lose your cool like that, especially when the linesman is already like in front of you trying to usher you away. You can't ever kind of push the, the linesman back, right? Kind of walk them back. I know he didn't physically push them, but, you know, use your, your forward momentum to push them back and then take a shot at the other player. Like just saying that it's like obviously a, a massive right. no. So that situation was was certainly unfortunate. Um, but yeah, you know, as everybody's also saying in here and, and things like like the Kraken, 
they can come back from this. As we talked about it earlier, they can come back from this. We saw them come back from games like this in the Colorado series. I'm not overly worried about it. It's just one where as long as the Kraken take the right things from this so that they can improve for the game three uh, and come out crisp, as Duthin said, they should be fine. And, and I think that they'll get, they'll get there. Uh, another super chat here from Zame. Thank you very much. The Kraken brand is not that they'll never struggle, but rather that when a, when a problem manifests, they address it both on a micro and macro level. I have complete faith in this coaching bad game for sure, but not bad series prognosis. Incredible super chat message there, Zane. Like incredible. You're a hundred percent right. And that's, I think what we were getting at too. Like, both games three, game six in the previous series, they knew what they needed to fix. They needed to win more face-offs. They needed to make sure they could clear the defensive zone, work on getting a transition game going back the other way, you know, deal with the with the special teams issues that they were having. They were kind of different in that one than this. Uh, and they did. Each and every time they have done that. Dave Haxtell has done that throughout this year. And then the leadership group on the team itself has made sure this team never comes out flat multiple games in a row. And I feel like I've been here several times, not even just in the playoffs, but all through the regular season on post game live where there have been instances where my main thought process going into it is just like, well, I can't defend that game at all. There, like, there are very few positives I can take from that. It was pretty much all around bad. But yeah. given what this team is, I know that they're in a fine spot generally because of everything that Zame just said. So that's kind of how I feel about this one. Like, we, you know, we can harp on the, all the different things they did wrong, but we have very little reason to believe that that's going to continue going forward. Yeah, it does. It It is kind of nice, too, because it means like when we're when we're being like negative, it's really more so like we're being constructive because it's just like, hey, right. if you just fix this, everything's fine. And because the team tends to fix it, we don't just keep harping on the same thing all year long. We all don't become like, you know, disgruntled fans of this organization that why don't they just fix this already? Right. Like the, the crack could do a great job of keeping us out of that space. It keeps us in a spot where tonight where they played a really ugly game. We're still sitting here. We're kind of smiling. We're cracking jokes. Everybody's feeling okay. You know, everyone's like, Hey, look, we, we at least split up on the road. Everything's okay. Like it, it, it creates a much healthier fan base uh than maybe some other <laughs> fan bases around you know what i mean just go talk just go look at a, at a toronto thing right now given where they're at. oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> we're doing just fine if Crack you dare got yeah us. yeah Kraken got us um cody tough one tonight two power play opportunities that could have been avoided rest should be good and legs should be back for game three absolutely we just talked about the power play stuff we talked about the um the the rest issue for sure i think that's going to do wonders for this team i mean are they the only team that hasn't had any sort of extra day in the playoffs because i'm trying to think because other series you know right. didn't necessarily go seven so they got rest before the second round started i'm trying to think of teams that went seven in the previous round florida comes florida? to mind but did florida well, get they've extra been playing day? the same schedule as the kraken the kraken um, yeah this so guess, round yeah yeah florida so, but they I'm seeing the if they got an extra one. day. All right, yeah. let me check on that real quick. Because that'd be interesting, though. Also, two of the teams that tend to be doing pretty well, generally. Um, you know, I guess it's that the rhythm. fate of... No, they the did get of... an extra day. They got yeah. between game three and four. Or no, uh, four and five, sorry. Yeah, there was I thought there was day. in so that Boston the Kraken. series. Yeah. yeah, so the Kraken... Yeah, I mean, uh, Devils would maybe be the other one actually mm -hmm. they went seven in round one so maybe that's just the devils but the bottom line is the kraken have had to play more hockey since the postseason started than 
you know anybody else basically or maybe new jersey's about the same uh and that at some Devil's point also that got a break a too oh, okay well there you go the kraken have played more playoff hockey than anybody else so far this postseason with 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 uh fewer rest days and everything so yeah i gotta think that this this extra day off especially coming home is going to be a big deal for them we'll see if they can maybe get a, a practice in or something like that that's the plan right now just a little bit of insight for everybody so tomorrow's yeah. a travel day and they do have a practice scheduled for saturday so i'll go to that one report on it and uh, kind of let you know what they do because it's their first practice in a while yeah fantastic uh jmg here with the super chat thank you very much maddie getting physically dominated really needs to bulk up this offseason i know one of the big storylines for the crack of this past offseason was maddie coming in 15 pounds heavier got all that new muscle on i talked about it a little bit during the course of the season a lot of that just disappears over the course of a season on these young guys because the bottom line is they're working out every day they're doing the whole nhl schedule they're getting used to all that it they're young. Their metabolisms are insane. It's hard for them to keep weight over the course of a season uh, on these young guys. So it wouldn't surprise me if Maddie had lost maybe 10 of that 15 pounds uh, over the course of the year. I do think that that's starting to show. I also just got to think he's played more hockey now in the last 12, even 18 months. If we go back to like all the stuff from Michigan, what he did late last season with the Kraken, then he's probably ever had to play in a row, RJ. Like he's just got to be getting tired at some point too. It's a grind and players talk about it too, you know, especially the vets who, you know, kind of have been there and remember that going through it the first time you experience these kind of bumps in the road. And especially when you're playing playoff hockey at the end of that long grind of a season, like it's a lot to get used to. And yeah, Matty has lost some of that weight. I think he was asked about his weight uh, kind of toward the end of the regular season. And, and yeah, he's, he's lighter than he was uh, going into, <laughs> into camp this year. So I think that's going to be important for him. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to do on the fly mid season when you're trying to adjust to everything else. But I think a good off season training program, uh, you know, will be great for him. And he's got the work ethic. Like there's no question yeah. about that. I mean, I'm really excited to see, I, I don't want to look this far ahead, but see how he comes into training camp, you know, just looking mm -hmm. and playing. I, there's going to be a real progression over the summer, I think. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about it long term. I think he's going to do just fine. And it, it is one of those it also helps. He's already 20. So it's going to get you know better and better for him. Uh, he'll be able to keep on weight during seasons uh, a lot easier moving forward. Uh, Nicole hard watch. It, it's it wasn't the, it wasn't the greatest game, especially that second period was really rough. I was I remember looking up at the game clock, RJ, and I was like, wow, Kraken just need to just just survive the rest of this period. Let's get out of here. And it was still like 11 minutes left. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah oh not good i was lucky i was at the beer hall where there were you know lots of people stuff going on and you know especially that second period um you know it helped with that <laughs> yeah daniel two and one on this three game road trip will take that every time absolutely especially with the game seven win i think winning game one of this dallas series was very very important really put dallas in a desperate mindset and you could tell that the way they started this game adjusting how they play defense entirely that defense really wound up for this one rj yeah they were i mean i i knew that was coming from a peter DeBoer team like he's not just going to take that game one defensive effort and, and kind of let his team continue that so you knew it was coming and i think likewise though now is dave haxtall's chance at, and and really he needs to just adjust back and kind of look at how things went this game and and make his own adjustments and we saw in the first round that's kind of how these series tend to go you saw the duel between Hackstall and Bednar trying to adjust to each other's tendencies and I think we're going to see something different coming out there for game three 
Agreed. Ty, killed any momentum with bad penalties. Head back home with a split series isn't bad. It's definitely not bad. Penalties we already talked about a little bit. I will say, though, I think it helps a lot that the Kraken really poured it on there at the end of the game. I, just once again, proving you're not going down easy. I think that means a lot. Hopefully that can carry it over into the next one, too. Um, Schultz, yeah, I like thanks. the early goalie pull from, from Hackstall, yes. too. I mean, just go for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Schultz, thanks to the Kraken season and playoffs so far. Now we all have expectations. Damn it. <laughs> it's a curse. It really how, is. how fast everything changed, right? From let's just get to the playoffs or hey, every, now that we're in the playoffs, everything's gravy to now it's like, no, we want the cup. Like, let's go. <laughs> um, Coop, Gru seems to give up a couple rebounds per game. Can't do that with Savvy Pavelski around. That was his golf game coming through in this one, RJ. That shot, that Pavelski goal, that yep. was just him chipping it in for sure. Yep. <laughs> get the pitching wedge out. I mean, that he's, I'll, I won't talk anymore about how great Joe Pavelski <laughs> is. We don't need to hear it. And then also from Coop, happy for Ty and good for Ebbs to get a bit of confidence at the end. Yeah. Ty Cartier, RJ, coming in, just sniped it past Ottinger. Like Ottinger yeah. looks super solid in this one, just blew it right past him. Right, flat out beat him short side, and that's kind of where Everly beat him too. Uh, and that's really, you can get that on most goalies. If you can hit that spot, because the goalie's going to go it down to butterfly, if you can lift it right over their shoulder, they're not going to be able to do anything. So if you can hit that spot, good for you. And, and Cartier did, great for his confidence. I liked his game in this one, like especially yeah. kind of right before and right after the goal, that Beneers line seemed really confident they were feeling it. Got a little bit worse later in the game. And, you know, and Cartier's ice time kind of went down as Haxtell mm -hmm. tried to stack the lines. But I, I just like what I've seen from every game. Me too. There's going to be lots of fascinating off-season podcasts from the, you and I about Ty Cartier and where what this lineup might look like for next season. Kyle, you can tell the writers are on strike because they're just reusing the plot line of the Avs series. That hits pretty close to home, Kyle. Not going to lie for me, but uh, <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, we'll see what happens in game three. The Kraken lose it, and then we'll just know to expect an OT game winner game four. Price, price tickets it. accordingly. Ex-Kids <laughs> <laughs> uh, ZR, boys look tired out there. Hopefully they can bounce back at home after a two-day break. I think they will. CR, CR Bud, the blue line has played so well for like a month and a half. Tonight they unraveled a little bit. Those penalties were dumb. The penalties were rough, RJ. The other thing that got me was go back and look at really any outside of the Tyler Sagan goal. Look at, look at any of the first three goals for the Dallas Stars and just count how many guys are turned around. Right, I know this is a pet peeve mm -hmm. of mine. I've, I've made it very public before. I hate when I can look and I see the back of our defenseman because I should never see the back of our defenseman. Their backs should always be facing the goaltender. This game, though, was even more egregious somehow where it wasn't just like I was looking at the back of our defenseman. I was also looking at them in profile and all over the place. It looked like a stealth game, like a stealth strategy game, uh, video game just where they all have like cones of vision and it's all like they're all pointed in different directions and then you got to find your way through them. That's what the Kraken D looked like on all three of those goals. They'll have like four guys back. They're all facing different directions. Nobody knows what's going on. It was really bad on those plays specifically. I like your description there, really painting a picture there of uh, of what was going on. But yeah, they were all just kind of running around. I can't really beat your description. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, I just watch the Dodonov goal, especially everybody. Just look at all the directions the Kraken are looking, except the direction Jamie Ben is. That's the, that's the that's the that's the one that really is getting to me. Um, 
Greg, don't overreact, everyone. If your expectations are that the Kraken will win every game, you need to reevaluate. Dallas was going to play as hard as possible tonight to avoid going 0-2. Don't be that fan. Uh, these good good words there. I don't think anybody's too upset. Seems like everybody's in pretty good shape. Um, Jake, a rest will do them good. Seeing them come to life after the Ebbs goal was reassuring. I'm fine with the split. I think that, I'm telling you, I think that really means a lot, them, them doing that at the end there. Yeah, it reminded me of game three against Colorado where you know they did not come out with their best game. I think that might have been their worst game of the playoffs before this one. And you get that power play goal at the end where you're doing everything right and they were able to build that momentum in a game four. Yeah, uh, Coop would have loved to get one there. Six on five at the end just to prove to the team that we can. I'm not sure we ever scold with our goalie pulled. I think it happened once this year. <laughs> I know. Well, was, was Grubauer off the ice yet for the Everly one? No, he wasn't. They five? pulled it oh, right okay. after that. So it was it was five on five. Uh, Sarah, I'm not sweating yet. The boys will get it done at home for sure. Daryl Grew is playing really well. Just need high energy pressure back uh, on the forecheck. Maybe Canner back in C-Town. That's going to be the big one. Uh, just kind of pay attention to, on Twitter, everybody. To our actual Twitter, not the scam Twitter. Uh, yes. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, everyone, by the way, who uh, yes. helped point that out this morning and, and helped us take care of it. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, but yeah, just pay attention to the Twitter. As soon as we know, we will let you all know. I'm sure all the Kraken media is going to let everybody know. Um, but yeah, the, the best yeah. we know is just that he wasn't on the trip this time. That's yeah, it. practice on Saturday. We'll, we'll get something uh, and we'll let you know. I'll show up early just in case he's out skating by himself early like sometimes players will do. Uh, I'll do some sleuthing. Yep. Shay, the extra day rest do him good, I still believe. Got to play with more discipline, though, especially against the Stars power play. Yeah. Jake, question. Who do we scratch when if McCann returns? Cartier is playing really well. Donato, maybe? I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, RJ, but I might leave lean Sprong, personally. Yeah, I think Sprong might, because Donato is centering that fourth line too. If you're going to bring in a winger, you got to take out a winger because uh, then you got to figure out who to move to center there. Sprong might be the answer. I, I think, yeah. And, and what do you do? I mean, you got to put McCann back up with Beniers and Everly and then you move Karche down to the fourth line. Tanev, yeah. uh, Tanev Donato and, and Karche. Yeah, that's probably what I would do. Uh, and Karche has got a big body. I mean, five hits tonight. He can he can handle that depth kind of role. So I, I think. Oh, yeah, he can do fine. it. Or, you know, RJ, you just go off of the worst stat in hockey, plus minus, and you say, well, only one guy was a minus two tonight. Brandon Tanev got to come out of the lineup. Yep. Got to take the old school hockey coach approach, you know, just really (laughs) crater your team for no good reason. (laughs) Ty, Dallas with 73.3% of the high danger chances and 79.2% of expected goals. Yeah, feels about right. Yeah, if you're into uh, advanced stats, analytics, anything like that, this game is nasty. <laughs> I don't even know yeah, what to say. It, it is really, really bad. Uh, Lindsay, the Avs won game two as well, and look how that turned out for them. We got them right where we want them. I texted you that during the game, RJ. You uh, did. You were telling you did. me the deserved a winnow meter was like 96.4, I think. It as bad as 98.2. I think Money Puck even tweeted that. It was, it was rough, but I, I'm with you, Lindsay. Totally with you. Um, Bach, I don't mind losing, but hate self-inflicted losses. Grubauer deserved better. Uh, did Daniel, wow, it's only 9.30. I know. When they don't go to overtime, things are things are all right here. <laughs> um, so many turnovers, so many penalties. At least they didn't allow an empty netter from Bahrain. That is true. 
we, we avoided that. They've been yeah. doing a really good job of avoiding that too, by the way. Yeah, they um, have. I mean, put on a good push there. Yep. Uh, Dan, paging Jacob Magna, Susie playing like he has a mid-May vacay with no trip insurance. Uh, pretty brutal. It was a rough game from Susie though. I, I think you give him one more with the extra day rest. And then if he has another rough one, you can start looking at maybe swapping them out. Yeah, I think I remember last time we were talking about potentially scratching Susie. They gave him one more game and, and he did really well. I mean, he, or was it that they did scratch him and then he came back the game after and he was good? I yeah, think I, I yeah, no, I, I think I did say like Susie is one of those players I feel like that just needs a healthy scratch to wake him up every now and again. Yeah. Um, but I'd still give him one more. Yeah. We'll Although Megna, he's 30 years old. He's never played in a playoff game before. I'd just love to see him get in for that reason. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know, just just scratch Brandon Tanev and go seven defensemen. It works. <laughs> Perfect. Again, that's that's what they would do in the fifties, RJ. I don't I don't see the problem here. Uh, Edward, the one and only Emerald City Hockey post game live, except no substitutes. That's right. Andy, Maddie seemed pissed after that hit in the third. Shouldn't that have been a boarding? Um, I don't think it was boarding because he was kind of sideways. So boarding, mm -hmm. it kind of has to be just directly from the back and you know yeah it was a lot the puck was there originally though it was a lot it's kind of playoff hockey should he have knocked it off sooner than he did probably um but yeah i mean it's just that stuff just happens especially to the young guys yeah it does and, and hawk and paw will absolutely play that way i mean that was the dallas player there he he you know likes to play up to the edge that way i agree with you on the boarding he was kind of sideways so it's not boarding and yeah i tried to clip that my stream cut off right as that was happening. So I didn't even get a very good look at it. I need to go back and, and see what exactly happened. Yeah. I just uh, saw Maddie's reaction, which he was definitely frustrated. Yeah. Team naps mandated tomorrow. <laughs> definitely. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, see our bud grew glitched on that wraparound. It, it was, yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, Gregory, we accomplished our mission and got the split. We handled business. We handle business at home and we will be good for sure. Like I said, I even think you just get a split at home. You're still doing fine. Uh, just like in the Colorado series. Uh, John, I'd like to see more north-south in Maddie's game. He's getting a bit predictable when he pulls up in the offensive zone. Now, that is definitely an interesting comment. I think I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I have noticed uh, the stars seem to be onto it. And I don't know whether that's, um, you know, I think there's maybe some element of of kind of like fatigue or the play, you know, just getting ground down a little bit where he's tempted to, you know, just kind of wheel off and try and find somebody else, but they're ready for it. I mean, just, that's kind of the fact of the matter. Yeah. And I guess he started the last series kind of that way uh, too, a little bit. And then by the end of it, he was much more physical. He was much more aggressive really once McCann went out um, and he was playing a little more North South. We were seeing him go to the net a little bit more, but the bottom line is RJ, as I think about all the big time, Matty Beneers goals that we've seen from him, including his one playoff goal, they're kind of net front. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right now he's their net front. He's not going anywhere close. Right. And, and also when he's kind of created plays and, and even not being on like the, the scoring end of it, but as a playmaker, it's from when he's gone into the corners. It's from when that line has gotten busy on the four check. I think Beniers could actually, you know, use a little bit more Ty Cartier in his game right now. Um, you know, not being afraid to go to the dirty areas and kind of mix it up a little bit more. Um, but it, it's tough. Like, again, we talked about that that hit from Hockenpah, and he is getting thrown around a little bit. It's tough when you don't have the size, when you're outmatched mm -hmm. by large defensemen like that, especially when you've got Miro Haskinen for the Stars. 
big defenseman playing half the game. I mean, he's he's averaged, I think, what, like 32 minutes a night between these two games. It's a lot. It's he's got 30, lot. 34 and 28 in yeah. the two games like that. That's difficult to deal with. Yeah. And he's playing really well. Like go back to that Cartier goal. Watch how Hockenpah plays Cartier that entire time. It's it's textbook perfect. Like, you know, again, you're just not expecting the guy to snipe it perfectly over you. Um, but also, I think, was it the PDO cast, RJ, on Twitter that put out like their their sheet for, for Heiskanen? It, he was like perfect in game one, like from a, like an analytical standpoint. Like he was just like amazing across the board in every way possible. I was like, whoa, that's a heck of a game. Yeah um can he be cracking thank you very much losses deserve ech super chats too they now have home ice advantage and can still win it all on the road if needed agreed i mean we've been we've been talking about it it's, that's what they got to do i mean i'm trying to think of what they could maybe do at home rj other than the fact that you're going to get that practice in to try to the practice to, is going to help out. i think because it's been a yeah. long time since they've had one of those getting the extra day just for fatigue's sake you know, that's, that's going to be really helpful. Um, and then I, I, again, it's another chance to reverse that narrative about how they played at home all season. Dave yeah. Haxtell even mentioned that this morning, cause he was asked about the whole home road thing. And he's like, well, you know, it's, it's good. We're playing this well at, at, on the road, but I think what that tells you more than anything is just, we need to be better at home. So he yeah. knows that the team knows it. Like if that's not going to motivate them, you know, I don't know what will. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so this is pretty funny here. <laughs> How do we right? handle this one, Dylan? We've never had this situation happen in two seasons where we've had somebody come in from the opposing fan base and give us a super chat. I mean, we've got to read it. It's a super chat uh, from the appropriate names like Chaos here. Crack and suck, go stars. So obviously, I'm not going to say I agree with the sentiment of the super chat, but thanks for the super chat. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for the super chat. Gonna have to disagree on this one, but um, as uh, as Invoke Guys says, you know, but I, like not worth the nine ninety nine, but I respect it. <laughs> like, I know, exactly. gotta respect it. Definitely livened up the chat for sure. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, some good stuff there. That's a first. Um, yes, definitely a first. Okay. Hey guys, they didn't get blown out. Clawed back some near the end. Real bad penalties and calls here and there, but only two goals down. Little rest and they'll be back strong for sure. Like, see, again, I love this. I love this community, RJ. Like, everybody just came in with that mindset. Like, everybody, same page. Yep. Independently, we all just came together with it. Bryce, maybe next game would be good for Magna to draw in. I don't want to be overly critical of Susie, but the penalties were rough and having someone with uh fresh might be nice so someone else kind of getting on that bandwagon mm -hmm. too there we'll we'll see what hackstall decides to do um alan can't depend on the pk every time good to see the six on five stood strong at the end though usually that's not a strong suit for the kraken again that ending was very very strong and i agree with you like you know pk the fact that it's been doing as well as it has throughout the postseason is great that helps you win games but it can't be the thing you depend on to win games mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. There's not too much to say. So I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, All good. I was just exhausted looking at Grubauer, knowing how much your goalie has played. It should be uh, more of a motivation to limit shots. Again, defense just structurally wasn't there tonight. There was just no structure to it. It was it was bad. Um, Otter actually had negative goals saved above expected per money puck on only two goals allowed. That's how poor the Kraken's expected goals for was this game. 
uh, from Stratic there, but also saying technically not a quality start for Otter, if you can believe it, which is wild to think about. Um, and actually, go you do you want to explain that? Because Sarah asked the question a couple more down. Question, what is yep. a quality start? Does that differ between the regular season and playoffs? Oh, good question. Okay, so a quality start is, you know, one of the more advanced stats that we use uh, when determining uh, goaltending, basically. So expected goals, which I think you're probably familiar with, but it just, long story short, um, takes into account like each shot's, you know, chances of going in by different models and everything. So you have expected goals that a goalie will face, uh, you know, for every game. And then there's the actual amount of goals that they let in. So uh, in this case, let's say Philip Grubauer, according to Money Puck, the Stars got 5.3 expected goals. So Grubauer actually allowed four goals. So that is a plus 1.3 expected goal. So that's 1.3 goals saved above expected. And so if that is over zero, so it's a positive goal saved above expected, that's called a quality start. And if it's negative, like Jake Ottinger, the Kraken had like 1.3 expected goals, he gave up two. So that's more than you would expect. It's not a quality start. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one for Ottinger. Very interesting. Um, and as Jake says, it's definitely a plus that Otter actually looks beatable in this series. Rest, confidence, discipline, pucks on net. Agreed. And I do think that if the Kraken had played the way they did kind of at the end of the game there a little bit sooner, or they came out in the third period, played the whole third period that way, I think we're looking at another overtime game or the Kraken even just coming back and winning um, because Ottinger really doesn't look comfortable whenever anything gets in close around him there. And the D doesn't for the, for the Stars either. Right. He, when you put pressure on him and the Stars D, they look beatable two games in a row, which I think is a really good sign long term for this series. The Kraken just didn't put on that kind of pressure tonight to really force the issue. Um, but I, I think that's a really solid indicator going the rest of the way that if you push, you're going to get rewarded. Yeah. Another big thing was, you know, Dallas normally. Right. We've talked about this during the regular season and stuff. They like to, to throw a winger back to help out about halfway down through the zone, help out defensively, kind of create this defensive overload look. Um, in this one, after game one, what they started doing was they were bringing back a, a winger like all the way back to help out net front. They were having them drop below the goal line, get back behind the net. They were just like, they were. They basically were just saying, we are not going to let the Kraken physically punish our defense the way they did in that first one. We're not going to let them get their cycle game going. We're not going to let them establish that um, you know, really effective forecheck that the Kraken were able to do in that first game because I think that it really got to the Dallas defense. Didn't get to, to Miro Haskinen. That he's too good for that. But everybody else really struggled, especially the um, who is it? Um, I think it's Hawkenpaw and, and Lindell. That that mm -hmm. pairing was awful, awful game one like ridiculously bad game one. And so I think they were like, they, they had to really sacrifice at least early in the game, um, any sort of offense or getting a transition going or anything like that, just because they were having this to help out their defense a lot, which if, if the Kraken can get back to that and forcing Dallas into that situation, that's a really good thing. 
Yeah, that's the blueprint for game three. You want to get on top of them right away. Um, and here for the other chat, uh, Mike asking, what is Money Puck? Good question, because I did just reference it. So yeah. moneypuck.com uh, is a website for kind of hockey advanced stats. It's a fantastic resource. I would recommend having it up on a window while you're watching the game, if possible. Um, but you'll see lots of different things there. Expected goals. They've got a fun deserve to win meter for the game, but it also has live updating player like ice time and, and all stats that'll update like pretty much up to the second. So I, I use it quite often for every game. Um, I'd recommend you check it out. Yeah, we use it a lot for like our um, like the series preview that we did, or at least I did a lot because uh, you can look at like how different defensive pairings are playing through both the regular season and playoffs, different lines, which lines are, are doing well for teams, which, you know, different line makeups do well, um, all that stuff. It's a really fun, fascinating site, fantastic site uh, to kind of poke around on as you, you know, you learn more about the game and all that kind of stuff. Um so definitely like like money puck Lindsay. at least we didn't get shut out the hall was bumping after that cartier goal shout out to queen ed beer hall for sponsoring their pork belly and cheese curds were both excellent so there we go some more love for the beer hall there uh i can speak from experience on the pork belly and cheese curds those are delicious <laughs> i was gonna say and Bowie seemed to have a good time there as well so that's always a plus too uh did you see him break the window place. Lindsay? also if you were there you should have come and said hi <laughs> go what are you doing uh shay not to focus on the bad it's the ty cartier parte uh gonna make a full is it gonna make a full-time roster appearance next season i know we'll dig into this in the off season mostly rj uh but for now for now i don't know my guess is best guess we see him for like 20 games next year yeah, I, I think that's pretty, he's he's a roster bubble player next year. Yep. He's going to have every opportunity to earn that spot in training yep. camp. Like they'll give him every chance now, um, but it's going to be a really tough forward group to crack. He's he's going to be like like Froden was for us this year, where, he, you know, if somebody goes down, that's the guy who's coming up to, to take that spot. But I don't know that he'll be there all the time. And I don't know that they'll want to keep him around as a healthy scratch either when he could be contributing in Coachella Valley and still developing. So that's kind of yep. where I'm at with him right now. But there's a lot of time between now and then. Um Let's see. Do you think it takes years of suffering to descend into the levels of madness Toronto fans have? Very true. But we've already got like a crack in tentacles going on. So we're pretty close anyway. Uh, <laughs> from a Lovecraftian standpoint. Uh, <laughs> I love the TIE fighter line from Discord from Gary. I didn't see that. That's incredible. Oh, RJ, that's skirt. awesome. We got to make it. <laughs> yes yes gotta get on definitely that. making that especially for may the 4th happy may the 4th. i was gonna say today 4th, everybody yeah. yes one of my favorite days there was a year. lightsaber battle at the beer hall tonight what was Bowie involved yep. he was not unfortunately missed opportunity cracking pr team <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> But that's still really cool. I, I think that. I think our buddy Jonathan tried to provoke him into the fight, but uh, he he wasn't having it. <laughs> okay, so Bowie doesn't fall for just people going fight, fight, fight. <laughs> Bowie's it's too predictable. Bowie's better than I. Uh, no, <laughs> Tyler Sagan goal was ridiculous. Falling over back to the net, manages to get stick on it and put it in the five hole. That's what Tyler Sagan did in the first round too. When Pavelski went down and they said, Tyler Sagan, you got to center this first line. You got to take over for Pavs. Go do what he does. He had a couple tippet goals in the first, in that first round, RJ, that was like, how is he doing that? And he just kept yeah, it going. That, 
that was the assignment for him for round one is just, hey, Tyler, be Joe Pavelski for a bit. <laughs> and uh, some of that hasn't completely worn off yet. Mm -hmm, definitely. Daniel pointing out high short side sweet spot on Ottinger seems perfect for McCann. We've seen oh, McCann you know score what? a lot of goals there. Definitely. Yep. You're onto something there, Daniel. Um, Harvey, Maddie's got to be shoveling down food 24 seven to maintain bulk. Yeah. I, I doubt they have him on the same, like Ryan Nugent Hopkins level diet, RJ, when he was drafted by the Oilers where it's 25,000 calories a day or whatever. It was insane. They were trying to get him to, I don't think he managed to get there very often. Uh, it's cause it's like nonstop eating, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. I don't know that Maddie needs that much though uh invoke guy key to beating the stars stay out of the penalty box especially non-scoring chance penalties so echoing your sentiments from earlier i think yeah. i think we're all on that on board with that idea sean the cartier goal is incredible he is playing with so much confidence great to see from a rookie in his first nhl playoffs i can see him being a 30 goal 30 assist player next year i mean maybe a coachella valley i don't know about that. i think that's a little yeah, early that's, that's a bit of a stretch at the nhl level he hasn't he hasn't hit the first rookie wall yet of about ten games played uh, that everybody goes through, including Maddie. Um, but I will say it was an impressive sequence. We've already talked about the snipe, the accuracy of all that's really really awesome. But if you notice watching it back, he's looking past the entire way, and I think that's partly what helps him get on Ottinger there is that he's looking past. And here's the big thing for me, RJ, because like Eberly had one of these situations earlier, two on one, two on two. Everly looking past the entire way and then tried to force a pass to Maddie. It never got through a whole scoring chance disappears. Ty Cartier looking past, sees the defender there. It's like, all right, I guess I got to shoot and just turns his head back and just picks a corner. Like more crack need to do that. Right. And we've seen that as a theme on, on Jake Ottinger for them this season. I remember the Daniel Sprong goal in the regular season where he's coming in two on one, looking past the entire way and just ripped one really fast five hole that beat Ottinger. And I think that one kind of frustrated Ottinger as well. Mm -hmm. Think more of that stuff. You can look him off with your eyes uh, and, and achieve success there. And just confuse him. That's all you got to do. Bahrain, literally the highest, their highest expected goals against all year. Yikes. Well, you know what they say about the playoffs, RJ. You got to save your best for the playoffs, and that includes your best worst performance. <laughs> so that's the way that what works. an angle! Way to way to spin it there. <laughs> I try, I try. Uh, Chris on a wave. Maddie has two points in nine games. He doesn't hit. He's getting abused out there. He's gripping the stick too tight. He's not producing offensively and getting killed on the dot. Well, when you put it that way, it sure doesn't sound all that great, does it? Um, I understand what you're, where you're coming from. I think he has been able to be pro a productive force, but I did talk about this in our, you know, on the deep dive, RJ, the preview for this series. If the Wenberg line is going to be busy with one of Dallas's lines and the, the Yanni Gord line is going to be busy trying to shut down the other top line for the stars, it means the Maddie line has to step up. And so far, I don't know that we can say we've seen that from them. No, they haven't. And that part of the matchup, I think, especially tonight, was kind of one of the areas they really fell short. Um, and it's tough when the Stars keep uh, kind of going with that deeper lineup with Joe Pavelski playing a little bit further down the lineup. I think they kind of turn into a three-line team that way. And so Batty's always getting a little bit tougher of a matchup than you otherwise would think. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going to have to turn it on at some point. I think maybe coming home, just getting that day of rest, kind of resetting should help with that. Yeah, agreed. And I know I'm saying that as both Ty Cartier and 
Jordan Everly had goals and they're from that line, but it was not like because that line was like doing stuff that those goals were scored. Um, <laughs> Timothy, I missed this one. I know in game one, the Kraken were out hitting the stars better than two to one. Plus the hits themselves were good and hard. How was the physicality in game two? Physicality in game two, you're going to look at the box score and it's going to say that the Kraken had the edge on hits 45 to 32. The stars had all the hits that mattered as far as I'm concerned. The big hits, the hits that looked big. I mean, the the, the ones that I can remember for the Kraken were like the Borgen penalty where he's just like wrestles somebody to the ground and it's not great. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I think in the first period, I thought the physicality was very good. And I was actually impressed by what they brought in the first, mm-hmm. uh, especially on that star's first line. Will Borgen had a couple good plays, one on Jason Roberts and one on Rope Hints. Uh, that was impressive. But for the final 40 minutes, I thought the Kraken just, in a sense, just kind of got bullied. Um, the stars definitely yeah. won the, phys- the physical aspect of the game there. Yeah. Um, only bad goal allowed by Grubauer was the wraparound where he overcommitted to his right side, leaving the left side wide open from Sean there. I agree with you on that one. Well, I guess I'd have to look at them all again. There's lots of like rebound stuff. The D I've already complained about on a lot of them. The Sagan one's a tip. Um, and even the Joe Pavelski one, that rebound only exists because it was tipped coming in on Grubauer. So he wasn't expecting it to hit his chest and it pops out. Um, I will say, yeah, he just lost his net completely on that to goal. Like I've said it before, it just it was bad. Uh, Fusion yeah, makes it out of water. <laughs> yep, Fusion mix. I feel like Dallas watched a bunch of early season tape and went, "Okay, how do we make them revert to January Kraken?" Yep. Uh, do you think they did yep. that, RJ? Do you think instead of like pulling all the exercise bikes out of the uh, the weight room or anything like that, they just went in there and they just like changed the calendars around and put them back to like February or something? That would be pretty smart, actually. Really subtle. And uh, yeah, I mean, the players like they wouldn't maybe even would notice like, oh, February, huh? <laughs> or just subconsciously even. I don't know. It's a strategy. <laughs> It's a strategy. You gotta find where the stars had their roughest stretch and do that when they come to Seattle. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, Dallas couldn't manage to get an open net goal. Isn't that worth at least a couple of goals? Seems only fair. Only RJ. Only. Uh, I still think they Dallas needs to not try. over that bar. I know. I still think Dallas needs to try starting a game six on five. <laughs> I still think. Just do it. I Bold. dare you. I dare you, DeBoer. I dare you. Um, Let's see here. Um, Sean, Dallas Stars forward. Robertson had how many shots? One. Um, I mean, he's really disappeared in this series. Not that I'm complaining. <laughs> yeah, I barely noticed him. And the Kraken have actually done a pretty good job shutting down that top line at five on five. I mean, they, they got a lot of offensive zone time, a lot of chances, but um, like I, they haven't really stood out to me as much as I thought they would have. Um, I thought it, they were really good against them in the first period. I mean, this, this kind of like a tale of two games here with the first period versus the final 40 minutes, but like they came to play against those guys in the beginning. Yeah. And that's one of the things that does worry me is like you let Sagan get that goal towards the end. Hints picks up his first point of the series. I worry that that's going to give them confidence moving forward. And it was just kind of like uh, the Kraken were just trying to get out of the game at that point. And, and, and it doesn't feel like it's this big impactful goal, but at the same time, like I'm worried that that's going to feed them going into the next game. And I really do worry about that. Same thing with that Dodonov goal. Like that was a preventable goal, but you just got the Jamie Ben line scoring. And I and like, that's, that's worrisome to me. I don't know. Um, 
he uh fusion mix also adding with uh robertson i think uh robertson is skating injured he lost stability on his right leg a couple times he's so hesitant like he's forgotten how to take a shot while moving interesting i'm gonna have to we'll have to watch for that for game three interesting yeah. interesting uh invoke guy saying he looked afraid to get hit in their first series i would be too going up against that minnesota wild team not gonna lie <laughs> yeah they'll they'll put the fear into you for sure yep uh edward congrats echl being big enough to garner a scam imitator thank you we're very proud very yeah. proud oh yes and and thank you to i forget who it was exactly i'm sorry but i remember you dm me with this stuff whoever was trolling that account for a bit before they got suspended like messaging them in the chat like oh i didn't get the link it didn't work well they'll try this one ah that one i don't know if that worked or well here how do i have to do it just wasting their time so thank you for that i appreciate the dedication from everybody yeah um yeah fusion mix just kind of wrapping things up here yeah he was a lot more physical and aggressive early in the wild series both he and hints that top line isn't less effective because of pavelski moving off the line no it's not sagan proved you know he can fill in those shoes there uh so hopefully the kraken can keep it up against both those top lines and the goals from them and this one were just because of other things and not a sign of things Pretty to much. come <laughs> Habak, having a healthy Berkey and Canner and keeping Ty might just win us the cup. I want to live in this delusional fantasy. I don't think it's that delusional of a fantasy. Uh, yeah, they're tied 1-1 in the second round without their top scorer and another guy who was their top scorer when he got injured. Um, I mean, that's going to help any team, and it's really hard to succeed if no matter who you are without that. I mean, I wonder if you, you take that away for just about any other team, how far they get. So um, it's impressive stuff. And I think the Kraken also just, they're not playing with any pressure and that really does benefit you come playoff time. And, and I think you're seeing that is just how dangerous they are at this point. Yeah, for sure. Um, Sean. So how many Fubo subscribers are feeling pissed like me about all the TNT TBS games? We don't get to see in the playoffs despite paying all that money. Oh, can't draw Fubo soon enough from Sean. That's, I, yeah, so I started seeing that on Discord. I had no idea. It's ridiculous. It's, it's true. It sucks. Yeah, I because I I've been talking with um Darren from Sound Hockey because he's been sitting next to me during the playoff games, and we've tried to pull up the other games, usually the one happening before the Kraken, as we're waiting for the Kraken game to start. And he's got Fubo, but these games that are on TNT, we just can't get. It's yeah, it makes no sense. No, and then I know if you're on Sling, they have the two different packages, like blue and orange, I think, and ESPN's in one and TNT TBS is in the other. So you'd need both packages to be able right. to get all the playoff hockey games. It's it's a terrible system. Uh, Noah, interestingly, I think the Kraken pod guys face the same issue with scammers on their merch. Someone's after Kraken fans, question mark. Oh, it sounds like it's just a thing. Anytime anybody runs giveaways. Uh, this is Yeah, that's what issue. it sounds like. Yeah. which I will try and keep in mind because, I mean, yeah. all goes well. We might have that 10K giveaway coming up pretty soon. We're already two-thirds of the way there after two days after yes. 9,000. Yeah, it's been incredible. Um, Maddie doesn't go north-south because he doesn't want to get hit or grind out of play. He knows defenders don't respect him physically from Chris on a wave. I mean, that, that could be part of it. I talked about the beginning of the Av series. I felt like he was maybe you know, a little hesitant to go in there in, in a playoff series against some of those Avs defenders. It looked like he overcame that. Um, but now we're kind of back to that same spot for him. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a lot of things you got to work through on this, on this rookie season journey. I know T birds one, eight, four. Can we borrow their players and gaslight everyone into letting them cook? If only the team is stacked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Kaylin, let's put a pin in the game and celebrate Maddie being nominated for Calder. Raise your glasses and break out the dog treats. Now that is something to definitely do. I can raise a glass to that real quick. Take one of those. Yep. Afro. No surprise. Oh, yeah, there we go. You want to come out for a treat? You can you can leave the cave now. Pavelski can't hurt you anymore. The game's over. <laughs> she, I look over after the Pavelski goal. She's laying on the ground with her head under the couch. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I see oh, what's she going on. What's she knows. You want it? The biscuit? There we go. There, there we go. go. Say thank you. I think I think Afra on screen is a must after every loss, Dylan. I, I know. And the wins all the time. And the win. Just every game, Dylan. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes, we're talking. Oh, look about at the you. look back. We're talking about you. We are. <laughs> she knows. She can hear. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right, where was I in here? Uh, da, 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 somewhere in here. Oh yeah, everybody laughed at chaos for the super chat. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ottinger looks bordal. If we can exploit high blocker, we got this. Uh, agreed. Uh, it's it's still easier said than done, but once you kind of identify that weakness, it does help. Oh, yeah. Goaltender. Every fan base. Uh, <laughs> it's annoying weirdos. Who cares? More relevantly, yes, I completely agree on Otter. He looked off a step. Um, let's see. Uh, I like Lindsay. this Edward to, to chaos. Yeah, buy another super chat. Then we'll really feel owned. <laughs> Lindsay, but we're in shambles right now. You know, it would really hurt us if he donated even more of his money to ECH. There'd be no coming back from that. I, you guys are the best. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, all the money, money buck talk, Noah, similar to my deserve to eat ice cream o meter I have running for my daughter. Exactly. <laughs> The deserved win of meter. It can, it can match up a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, Daniel saying CBC broadcast pointed out how teams have targeted that area on Ottinger. That's that's good. Mm. Has Cartier reached Mason Appleton status? I think he might have surpassed Mason Appleton. Just, I mean, multiple playoff goals. Yeah, no, I, I think he's past that point. I, I've been thinking about you know, maybe as an off-season project, if we have a bunch of extra time, just ranking... What, what the 50 60 however many players have ever played for the kraken just in order yes. of like importance impact on the organization yeah. um you know you barry boulet down somewhere near the bottom dennis chalovsky you know you'll have guys <laughs> like that but just seeing where Karche would rank, i think he would rank over mason appleton yeah yeah but uh nowhere near as high as number one adam larson yeah, this, it'll be my list, Dylan. This <laughs> is gonna be your list. All right, you're taking this over. You can make your own. We can compare <laughs> them. That'd be pretty fun. It would be actually, yeah. Um, or we could do like a live. This is the kind stream, of stuff we like, would do tearing. anyway, even if we weren't doing ECH. Like, know, we're just, all right, Dylan. Absolutely. Make your list next week when I come over to your house. We're gonna compare our two lists. <laughs> we, yes, that's literally all we did growing up. Um, uh, so Rebecca, late to the party, but have we discussed Tanev's contribution while mic'd up, guessing they couldn't use the A material lull? And then Rebecca also saying, should have said late to the Cartier parte. Shame on me. Yes, shame. Uh, no, we have not talked about it. All I, all we've talked about with Tanev is me jokingly saying he needs to be taken out of the lineup. So we definitely need to talk about him in a more positive light. Um, yeah. I feel like whenever they do the mic'd up players thing, RJ, it's always a little like, all right, 
Like, okay, it's just a lot it of has been come underwhelming, on, guys. Uh. A little bit, and it, which is tough because it's not always that way. I mean, you get some real gold from players mic'd up just in general. I remember when the Sharks used to do it all the time. You'd get really great stuff. I don't know. You're right. You probably can't use the A material given, you know, for, for Turbo. Mm -hmm. But I will say, you know who was really excited to see Tanev mic'd up tonight? One of his biggest fans, maybe his biggest fan. The ghost? Who was at the beer hall tonight. Huh? The ghost? <laughs> yeah, maybe ghost. the ghost. But uh, DJ Dallas. Ah, there we go. He was at the he was at the beer hall tonight, and when as soon as they uh, went to Tanev, mic'd up, he was just like watching so intently, wanting to see what Turbo had to say. Um, yeah, so that was cool. Good. Hey, big up DJ Dallas coming to Queen Anne Beer Hall, hanging out yeah. with the people. That was awesome. Got to meet him, say hi, uh, talk a little bit about ECH too, and um, he he was pretty happy that Turbo was mic'd up for this one cool cool yeah it's just a tough one because yeah you can't use the stuff with all the like cussing and swearing in it and you can't use the stuff where they're talking strategy so right <laughs> it doesn't leave you a lot to work with <laughs> <laughs> uh dad thoughts on uh Cartier versus Carche? is that the other way people have been saying it oh yeah i don't know Here? i've, I've just right. been saying Cartier. Cartier, yeah so uh there's lots of lots of about that um sean dylan rj i look forward to seeing your mea copa <laughs> uh greg tolvanen has been invisible i disagree i thought he was very visible game one i think you know less so the the whole yanni gord line wasn't as visible in this one i'll give you that uh but still i mean four hits he, he throws the body around and that tends to be where i notice him Right. And and when that line is doing well, he's doing a lot of the quiet work that, that generates those things offensively. Like I think I mentioned this last post game off that, that Yanni Gord goal where Tolvanen was in there kind of battling away too. You don't always notice it, but he's he's doing the work. He's contributing his bit on that line. Yeah. Uh Jake, it's almost more important for Maddie to be learning lessons than playing amazing. Remember, we're not even supposed to be here. This is all just lessons to learn for him. I mean it is kind of crazy that we do have to continuously remind ourselves that we're not supposed to be here. It's hard because now we've won a playoff series. We defeated the defending Stanley cup champion win game one of game two, uh, round two. It's a, we do deserve to be here. <laughs> I know that's, that's, here. <laughs> that's the tricky part. At a certain point, we have to acknowledge that it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with the, with the sentiment, Jake, uh, for sure. This, this is all just, awesome stuff for maddie he gets to learn these lessons um like i said one of my number one takeaways from game seven was him really showing up in that game and and having that big game mentality to it so i i think he's going to do just fine in the future and all of this is going to um uh help with that uh keenan as far as hits i thought i saw cartier knock a star into their bench in the third no replay anybody see that uh cody i was gushing about it on the discord i must have missed that I missed it too. Oh wow! Yeah, Come on, Corey's how did they not show that happened. That? Yeah, how did they not? Come on, what's going on? Come on, TNT, be better, be better. Um, yeah. Sean, the way Kerchi is playing, I don't think thirty and thirty next year is all that improbable, especially if he plays consistently with Beniers. One of many upsides to look forward to next year. Um, I mean, look, I agree, and I think playing with Maddie would certainly help for a full season, just because I think Maddie will have a good year. 
but I'm trying to look it up. Did anybody on the Kraken have 30 and 30, RJ? Only one player on the Only Kraken one. has ever had 30 and 30, and it's Jared McCann this year. And like yeah. that's you know the best scoring season. I don't think Karchi is going to rock it up to you know the second best production scoring season the Kraken have ever had. Yeah, certainly not in his first NHL season. So again, I'll agree yeah. with you in the at some point in his career, I think it's possible. I just don't know about next year uh, as a as a first year player. Um, so they replayed it on the CBC broadcast, and yeah, he knocked somebody into the bench. That's fantastic. I got we got to go back yeah. and find that. RJ. <laughs> Um, Gregory, I have YouTube TV and they have both ESPN and TNT TBS. I do too. I'm with you, Gregory. That's that's how I'm watching the games. Uh, although that's it just keeps getting more and more expensive. <laughs> Discussion for another day. <laughs> yep. Um, Keenan asking record with uh, uh, Burakovsky uh, versus without. We had the best win percentage in the Western Conference in early January. It's a good point. Like I think if we, probably. I think it's been so long that we've probably all forgotten just how good he was. Right, and he was he was really good. I mean, he, he did kind of have his ups and downs, but like that's kind of the book on him always. But um, I'm looking for their record here. He got hurt what February seventh or so. That sounds about right. Yeah, because it was the first game after the All Star break that Islanders. Game. Yeah. All right. So the Kraken before that. Uh, we're 29, 15, and 5. And then I could do some quick math to see what they finished. Um, yeah. I was going to say, doing doing really rough quick math, he was on track for the most points of his career, like like points um, rate. Looking for his postseason stats. So seven, yeah. they, without him, they're 17, 13, and 3. So, yeah, 17, 13, and three versus 29, 15, and five. Definitely better with than without if you just yeah. take those two splits. Yeah. So, well, and I was going to say, and he's a playoff guy. Like, this guy shows up in the playoffs. You look at uh, in Colorado, his first year in Colorado that they went to the playoffs, 17 points in 15 games. Last year in route to the Stanley Cup, only played 12 games because got hurt, but eight points in those 12 games. So, they could, you know, use him in this playoff run. He would help out a lot. Um, Rebecca's got good trick here. YouTube TV free trial is your friend for TNT. Fubo is definitely a pain between their root delay lag and no TNT. Mm. Um, Bach, interesting question. This might be better for a podcast. If you could steal one old Kraken player back, who would it be? I mean, I have my answer immediately. Oh, okay, um, go for it. Well, okay. My my brain says Callie Yarncroak, but my heart says Colin Blackwell. Oh. Yes. Or Magnus Helberg. My, yes, my heart yes. also says Magnus Helberg. <laughs> um, I miss him. That's a good question. It's a really good question. I might say Geo, to be perfectly honest. Really? really? Okay, we'll, we'll save this argument for a I, podcast. We'll save it. I, it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just still really down on Carson Soucy. But I'm like, would you rather Geo right now than Carson Soucy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so that's basically it he would probably help the power play too like if we're being honest like the power play would be better having him around i think yeah um let's see cody immediately answered cal yarn croak absurdly stands with me adam larson has to be at the top of the list he's the only kraken who's played in every single game see if that doesn't make you the most important kraken player rj i don't know what else does i mean that's that's definitely a good argument <laughs> 
yeah, for his for his camp there. Thank you, absurdly sane, because that's a better argument than I would have come up with on my own. <laughs> um, Autocad, there's been a few times this playoffs where our boys get their names mispronounced, but Susie being called Sushi during this game by a TNT guy was particularly funny. Did he do it on purpose? I had the game on mute for a lot of it. I have hope. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, because I mean, like, yeah, it could always be a slip purpose. of the tongue or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's better or not. There, there's, there's like some kind of sushi sushi pun penalty joke in there somewhere. Yes. I'm not going to find it. No. Uh, Rebecca, speaking of missing things, what was up with the blood on Lars's jersey? I mean, it's just, stuff happens. Was it his own or? I have no idea, to be honest. I saw it and I couldn't tell. I kept looking. I couldn't tell with the beard and everything if it was his or if it was somebody else's. But it's playoff hockey. That's just what happens <laughs> yeah um uh flipsy stars fan here good game feel like your style of play heavy four check is very tiring and it shows in your period by period goal differential looks like we adjusted for it i think you did adjust to it flipsy um we talked about that a little bit earlier uh bringing back extra people help out on defense really did it you know it came at the sacrifice of offense early in the game but um once the Kraken kind of shut down for that second period, it, it opened things back up for the stars. Yeah, no, I think it's a good observation. And again, love when the when the fans of the other team come in here and, and kind of offer their analysis. Yeah. Uh let's see. Everybody with the sushi stuff talking about they they heard it. Um I forgot how well Blackwell did on rushes with Gord from Cody. No. Lauzon, just kidding. <laughs> He he might actually be high up just because of the trade. <laughs> yeah, if we just get another second practice. round pick. Yeah. Uh, okay, Sean... I love this from Lindsay here. Carson sushi to the bento box. <laughs> there it is. That's I knew it. I wasn't gonna find it, but you found it. Good job, That's Lindsay. It. See, it's worth staying the extra five minutes after the hour just for that. Yep. <laughs> Uh, notion we're not even supposed to be here combined with all our prospects for next year just gives me goosebumps crack away ahead of schedule says a lot about the whole organization again i mean you're never gonna catch me saying anything bad about the organization other than they don't give us all of their secrets so that we can have exclusives that's the only negative i will say about that. what kid come on look at these faces i mean <laughs> if i don't scream trustworthy after everything i've done I mean, RJ even turned turned away and said, "What broken window?" He was trying to help out Bowie tonight. It's not that yeah, RJ I didn't see anything. It. Yeah, RJ just didn't see anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, so so good, so good. Um, Flipsy, I will say, y'all have a great team. On uh, and blah, 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 blah. let me start over. I you will say, y'all have this. a great team and an otherworldly friendly fan base very different than the way we were treated by the wild fans if y'all beat us you're the team i'm hoping wins it all well thank you very much flipsy really appreciate that it is something we strive for as Kraken fans uh yep, try, to, really try to be good um and yeah I, I can certainly imagine coming off of that wild series that was brutal yeah no that was tough and I, you know i will say i was rooting for the stars in that one certainly mm -hmm, after that initial hit on pavelski and everything and just they, they kind of came out as the villains there i don't think the kraken have any interest in in playing that way yeah oh for sure and and look if if the kraken get bounced i will be rooting for the stars as well because i picked them for my bracket so well, there you go <laughs> 
So there we go. And I think Joe Pavelski, you know, if the Kraken can't go on, I wouldn't mind seeing him lift a cup. Yep. Absurdly say with the super chat, you skipped my tongue twister and I'm so proud of it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to skip it. I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Oh, gosh. You, you, you gave got the super feeling. chat. I have to do it now. <laughs> uh, Susie sells sushi by the shil. Is it shil soul shore? Shil soul? Is it shil shil soul? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it normally, much less when I'm already falling all over right. myself. Susie sells sushi by the Shill Soul Shore. I did it. Do I have to do it three times? Sushi's sushi. I just did it. I, I think it's it Shill Soul. I think Shill Soul. Yeah, that's what. Susie yeah, sells it, it... sushi by the Shill Soul Shore. That is tough. Yeah. Susie, Susie sells, sells sushi by the Shill Soul Shore. Susie sells sushi by the Shill Soul Shore. Susie sells sushi by the Shill Soul Shore. There we go. Shill Shills Hole. Is that it? Well, because I think the actual spelling is it has like a second sh. I think it's oh, okay. shul shul. As okay. yeah, as Sean's pointing out here. Okay, shul shul. Oh man, that is a tough one. We got to. I'm going to take a picture of that. I'm going to add that to a thing. <laughs> if we ever get to do an interview, RJ Kraken player and Susie's still on the team, we're making them do that. Or we'll pass there it along go. to Kraken PR, and they can do that on the next mini mic TikTok video they do. Resign him just for that, Ron. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for the for the super chat there. Absurdly saying, appreciate it again. Sorry, I, I skipped it. I didn't skip it. I missed it. So sorry, I missed it. <laughs> Stratic saying, clip this. <laughs> go for it. Oh man, uh, Cody says a lot about the work you guys and all of us put into cultivating a welcoming and chill community for sure. Like it has, it, it takes work to do that on the internet, and I'm proud of all of us for for coming together and doing it. Um, uh, Timothy, I'll make Tie Fighter a thing if the last thing I do. Go for it. I'm 100% supporting you. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, thank you all for for being here, Shay. With the don't forget to like the stream. Yes, right before we end, everybody go like this, <laughs> like the stream real quick. Um, thank you everybody for joining us for this one, especially after the loss and everything. I know that they, they could be tough. You don't always necessarily want to go and try to relive it, but that's why I think you know doing all the fun stuff that we do in here too, like like making bento box puns and and reading tongue twisters. I think it really helps. I think it uh, makes us all feel better after something like this. We can go into tomorrow without having some sort of crack and loss hangover, all that stuff. You know, I think it's yeah. I think and it's you know important what? work. Yeah, and you know what? They're coming home. We get to see him soon. So I'm glad the Kraken are going to be back. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the rest of the series. Definitely. Gregory going to be at game three. There we go. Um, yeah. So so stay tuned. Uh, RJ will have us covered from, you know, if they end up practicing all that kind of stuff. Maybe we see McCann. Maybe we don't. We'll know all that stuff. So, so keep an eye out on Twitter for all of that stuff. And then until then, we'll see you all next time. Queen Ann Beer Hall. Yeah. <laughs>